Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about Bryce Hopkins entering the transfer portal. Also going to be talking about Kentucky football spring game. Maybe some of the things to expect out of the Wildcats uh, tomorrow. And then also, finally here, going to talk about Terrence Shannon Jr. has officially announced that he will be entering the transfer portal for. Uh, he uh, played with the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders. And I think that he's somebody that the uh, the Wildcats should definitely take a look at. If he's not already on the radar, and I assume he is, uh, he's somebody that's that should definitely be uh, looked at. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Bryce Hopkins announced he was entering the transfer portal just yesterday. He said this on social media, said, quote, this journey has been a dream come true. I've always wanted to play for Kentucky growing up, and it came true. I can't thank the Big Blue Nation enough for embracing me like you did. There are so many memories that will I will keep with me forever. I want to thank my brothers that I've grinded with all season, I've built a bond with all of you that nobody can break, and I love you all. I want to thank Coach Calipari, Coach Brew, Coach Jai, or Jay, excuse me, Coach Chin, and Coach Orlando for believing in me and giving me the opportunity to play here. But with that being said, my parents and I have put a lot of thought into it, and I feel that it's best for me to enter the transfer portal. Bryce Hopkins, a guy that really didn't get a whole lot of playing time this season, then after uh, his solid game against LSU late in the season. Coach Cal was like, yeah, this is somebody that I should be playing. I don't know why I haven't played him more. And then he didn't play him more down the stretch. Uh, good job on uh, Coach Cal uh, for uh, for shouting Bryce Hopkins out and then proceeding to not really play him. Anyway, though, Bryce Hopkins averaged 6.5 minutes per game this past season, scored 2.1 points uh, within those 6.5 minutes per contest and also added 1.5 rebounds per game. Shot 42.9% from the floor and 31.3% from three. It's, it's, it's a shame that we lose another guy with potential. And I saw somebody on YouTube comment this the other day. I was like, why are we losing these guys to the transfer portal? I mean, this is a, yet another guy that has come through Kentucky that we've just not necessarily gotten to see pan out. And I think that there was certainly opportunity there for Bryce Hopkins to grow as a player underneath uh, underneath, underneath Coach Cal and uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. But when you look at some of the guys that were playing ahead of him, and then you look at what this, this situation for him would look like next season, I don't really see how you carve out a role for him. And to be quite honest with you, uh, if I were in his position as a former four-star, four close close to a five-star, actually, I would I understand why he wants to go potentially explore his options in the portal and he wants to potentially go play for another school uh, if he wants an expanded role in his sophomore season. So I don't think this is a bad move. I think this is a very good move for Bryce Hopkins, actually. And you look at two of the guys that could potentially be playing over him and gaining significant minutes. I mean, um, why, why am I blanking? Chris Livingston. Jeez, man. Chris Livingston will be playing significant minutes 
uh, ahead of Bryce Hopkins, and then also Jacob Toppin will be playing significant minutes ahead of uh, ahead of Bryce Hopkins next. If he were to come back next season, so I understand the move. I understand the move. I hate it. I hate the fact that Kentucky has lost yet another guy that they brought in uh, to potentially contribute. And I think my my gripe is more about Coach Cal not playing him last season than anything else and not giving him the opportunity to really show what he was about. Uh, and there's nothing we can do about that now. And quite frankly, I don't think Calipari, Calipari is, is, is the, is, it would be willing to change uh, his philosophy there. So I, I get the move from Hopkins, and we, I wish him all the best. I hope that he's able to go uh, succeed wherever he potentially lands. Like I mentioned earlier, had a really, really good game against LSU, had 13 points in that matchup. Kentucky really needed uh, him to contribute in the second half, and I noted this. I actually went and copy and pasted from my notes what I said in the LSU recap. Kentucky was struggling, and I said this. I said Kentucky needed a run, and out of all the players to give the Wildcats a spark, it was Bryce Hopkins. He cut it to six, then he cut it to four, and Mintz cut it to two. Then Hopkins scored again with a foul. Then Hopkins scored again with a foul. And it gave Kentucky an 11-0 run quickly, sparked by Bryce Hopkins, gave the Wildcats a three-point lead. And then I said at the very end of my notes, the man was unconscious. Really, really strong, taking it to the paint. Uh, and and I, I think that fans are going to look at Hopkins as a potential what-if. And if he pans out somewhere else, then people will really start to ask the question, what-if? What if with Bryce Hopkins? But again, best of luck to him wherever he ends up. All right, I want to talk about Kentucky's spring game, what to pay attention to. And if you've not seen anything about Kentucky's spring game, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, could potentially be explosive and entertaining. You're going to want to tune in. I'm going to talk about why in just a second, though. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Have you tried Built Bar's new creation called Puffs? It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. It's fluffy, it's marshmallowy, and it's not just a protein bar like Built Bar has has been consistently putting out. These puffs are an absolute treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate, just like all Built Bars, and they've got so many different flavors to choose from. These things are going to be your new favorite. They've got so many different flavors like mint brownie, coconut almond, white chocolate cookies and cream, salted caramel, and most Built Bars contain about 130 calories and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, about 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bars are really, really good for you. They're really healthy. They taste great. Replace your candy bars with these things, guys. They are absolutely phenomenal. You can go to Built.com right now, and you can use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. All right, Kentucky football's spring game. Some of the things that you want to note about the spring game before you potentially watch, I'll tell you again, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be entertaining. If it's not explosive, I'm going to be a little disappointed. My first note here is that I don't believe that Kentucky's quarterbacks are going to turn the ball over. I think they're going to be quite efficient. Will Levis, Bo Allen, Deuce Hogan, who uh, who transferred to the program back in January, former Iowa Hawkeye, Deuce Hogan, really strong uh, arm 
that Hogan has. I think all three of these guys are going to be able to play efficiently because Kentucky has a bunch of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and they are very, very limited at uh, at cornerback. I, I believe Carrington Valentine is like one of the only guys that's coming back and, and will play in this game that has like significantly tr- contributed to the Wildcats, if at all. So I, I think that quarterbacks should not have any issues turning the ball over. I think they should be efficient. And then also, on top of that, I think the passing game might just go nuts. Uh, again, like I said, the injury bug is definitely taking its toll on the Wildcats. They've got a ton of guys that are not going to be practicing nor playing uh, in this uh, in this spring game. I would expect Kentucky's quarterbacks... I don't want to say have a field day. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say for them to have a field day, but I think they are. All three of these guys are going to be able to um, to have some different highlights. I think also you're going to want to pay attention to how the receivers look. I think you're going to want to see what Tavion Robinson looks like if he plays. Dane Key, Isaiah Cummings, those are some guys that that you are going to want to look out for. Javon Baker, transfer from Alabama. What do these guys look like? Is Javon Baker playing? I don't know. I should have checked on that. But I, I want to see what Kentucky's receivers look like now that Josh Ali and Wandale Robinson are gone. Who's going to be some? Who's going to be somebody to step up outside of Tavion? Because I, I think that he's going to be one of those guys. Like, yeah, that is a surefire guy that's going to get the ball and he's going to get a lot. But who else could potentially step up in the receiver room outside of Tavion Robinson? And then also, finally, here the tight ends. I think that Kentucky, uh, well, with, with this uh, with this offense continuing to build on what they did last season with Nick Scangarello, I think they're going to throw to the tight ends a little bit. So Brendan Bates, Keaton Upshaw, I think they will be able to get some touches in this game as well. Just the receiver room, the passing game as a whole, I think it's going to have success in this game, and I'm really excited to see uh, some potential big-time plays. Maybe take some shots. Of, of course, Kentucky might not elect to do that. They're not going to show a ton in this game. It's going to be very vanilla, very bland. It's your typical spring game stuff. But I, I would like to see them... For funsies, or uh, just, and I can't believe I just said that, to take a couple of shots. And then also, uh, here's another thing to note about Kentucky's offense. According to On3, uh, Juton McLean, who is a former four-star junior running back, he's emerged as the primary backup to Chris Rodriguez. I think we're going to watch out for him as well. Does he get thrown the ball a little bit? Uh, how often is he utilized in the run game? I'm excited to see this offense as a whole. Again, like it, 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 this is one of those spring games where I think we're going to see some points scored, and it's going to be one of those where the media is going to come potentially after the game and be like, oh, no, Kentucky's defense. Or, oh, look, Kentucky's offense. Like, well, let's try and balance some things out here. First of all, they're being very vanilla. They're being, being very g- generic on both sides of the ball. They're not going to show a lot. Everybody wants to talk about how vanilla offenses are in the spring games. What about the defenses? Like, they can't really show a ton either. And not only that, Kentucky's defense is limited right now because of injuries. So I think we're going to see some scoring, and I think I'm going to come back on Monday and be like, let's not overreact, but this guy had a really good day. Or these guys had a really good day on the offensive side of the ball. At least I hope. Hope that's true. All right, that's what you can expect out of the spring game. For the Kentucky Wildcats, and obviously we'll have more things to talk about. What like what does Keonta Goodwin look like out there at left tackle? We're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, there there will be several questions and, and several topics of discussion. I think on Monday that we're going to hit on that we're not hitting on today. Could also hit on potentially what if the, what if the quarterbacks have a bad day? What does that say? All right. Before we move on to talking about Terrence Shannon, Texas Tech transfer. 
I want to tell you guys about our friends at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcast, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dog here with you. Terrence Shannon, a junior from Texas Tech. I believe he's a junior. I mean, he's Terrence Shannon Jr., and I believe he is a junior as well. Six foot six, two hundred and fifteen pound guard slash forward. Could this potentially be the Kellen Grady replacement? We've already talked about Terrence Shannon Jr. a little bit before on this podcast, but I wanted to dive into it here as he has officially announced that this will be his last season at Texas Tech. He uh, returned to Texas Tech after for after uh, declaring for the NBA draft last year, and uh, he uh, he said on Twitter he's had an amazing three years at Texas Tech University. Uh, said that all the fans have been nothing but great to me. He's been uh, blessed er, blessed to uh, meet so many impactful people during his time at Texas Tech. Also said in my ups and downs, you all stuck with me and cheered me on. I love you all and will never forget that. Then he also thanked his coach Mark Adams and the Texas Tech staff for believing in him and giving him an opportunity to play. He said it was truly an honor to be a Red Raider. But he's entering the transfer portal. He said Seacrest out. And so I, I think that this is somebody that Kentucky needs to have on their radar. If he wasn't already, they need to go after this kid. So take a look at some of his numbers. Average 11 points per game, 3.6 rebounds per game, and one one and a half assists per game during his three years at Texas Tech. And I think the thing that intrigues me the most is he shot 38.4% from three last season. And I did a little bit of scouting on him. I just went and watched some film. And this is something that you could do as well. This is not something special. I just went and watched. He's a really, really solid three. Can play the two spot as well. He's got really good athleticism, a solid stroke. He's a slasher type of player. He's also an excellent defender, as you would expect, out of Texas Tech's system. And uh, the thing that I, that I also like about him outside of his three-point shooting, an aggressive finisher and just an aggressive player offensively overall. Very, very, very aggressive on the attack. And he can finish, man. He can dunk over anybody. Very, very bouncy. He's got great bounce. And then also, you, you, you watch in his highlights, I mean, he's got, he's got really, really good vision and transition, whether it be seeking lobs or attacking the rim himself. He's also really, really good in the half court, uh, driving, and then also um, we talk about Kentucky. We've we talked about Kentucky before on the show. Getting a guy that has a bucket getter type of mentality, I think Terrence Shannon Jr. has that. He uh, he does. He's not afraid to pull the trigger from three. He is not afraid to take it downhill and and just look for somebody somebody to dunk on. He's a very aggressive, lengthy guard that I think. Kentucky has to take a look at. Like, they've got to take a look at this kid because he is everything wrapped into one that I've kind of wanted and I've kind of talked about during this uh, this uh, short offseason so far. I've said that Kentucky needs somebody that can handle the ball. Terrence Shannon Jr. can do that. I said that Kentucky needs somebody that can shoot. 38.4% from three, I'll take it. Roll tide, as the cool kids say. That's a joke. 
And then also, I've said that Kentucky needs a bucket getter. He's got a very aggressive mentality, and he's got the athleticism to back it up. Former four-star prospect out of Bradenton, Florida. And this is what 24-7 Sports said about him as a, uh, as, a, uh, as, a, as a senior coming out of high school. A long, lean, left-handed forward. He is left-handed, by the way. A very good leaper and a fluid athlete that bounces off of the ground at this stage. He's uh, at best in transition and playing the role of a slasher. He also has the tools to be a good multi-positional defender. One area uh, for improvement is his jump shot as he lacks consistency and has a low release point on his shot. Tracking as a good four-year college player with upside because of his physical gifts. And they, uh, whoever put that together, essentially hit the nail on the head. I think after looking at his form, his form does look like it has improved a little bit. I think I think it, he definitely has a little bit of a higher release. At least it, it looks like to me from this past season. Uh, he's a decent shooter, very athletic. I mean, th- this is this is um this would be a primary selection for Kentucky in the transfer portal. And then on top of that, I mean, there are several other guys that Kentucky's still looking at. We continue to mention mention his name, Fardaz Amac, transfer from Utah Valley State. He may enter the NBA draft or he may elect to come back to college. We'll just have to see what happens there. There was also an Arkansas State big man that entered the portal that's averaging like 19 points a game. I don't know his name, but I'm we're, we'll, we will likely talk about him on Monday after I get a little bit more research in on him. But yeah, Kentucky's got options in the transfer portal, man. I mean, I've talked about uh, on the show about how I feel more comfortable with Kentucky going after some one-and-dones and filling the cracks with transfers. And they've got some five-star kids on roster next season, no doubt. I mean, Casey Wallace and Chris Livingston are going to contribute. Gosh, if Shaden Sharp could come back, I don't think he's going to. But if he does, if he miraculously comes back, um, wow, this could be a really, really good team. But yeah, I, I think that while it is great that, that Kentucky can definitely kind of pick up whoever they want as like one-and-done prospects, I think getting somebody like Ch- Terrence Shannon who was like a 90th overall player in his class, and getting to see how he's panned out through three years. I mean, he looks like somebody that I, that Kentucky would can, would definitely benefit from picking up. And while I've I've given my opinion on the transfer portal and, and how and how I feel about it, as opposed to one and done players, and I've said there's positives and negatives with both, and some give and some take, and I, overall, I think in order for Kentucky to kind of patch things together outside of the five-star talent. They've got to be able to pick up a guy like Terrence Shannon because he could end up being like a leading scorer type of guy, I believe. He's got everything you want in a, in a solid college player and could potentially make the jump to the next game. Or, yeah, to the next level, excuse me. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can also follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. You can also follow the uh, show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns about the spring game, about Kentucky basketball, anything Kentucky-related that's on your mind, you can hit me there. I will see you all on Monday, everybody. Have a good day, and God bless.